Secrets of the Sire is now the Rogue Wave podcast. If you're listening to this, it means you still haven't subscribed to Rogue Wave on iTunes and Google Pods. For now, we'll be available through the old Secrets of the Sire feed, but not for long. To subscribe to the Rogue Wave podcast on iTunes, simply go to secretsofthesire.com slash iTunes, and it will take you to our new home on Apple Podcasts. Click the subscribe button, and you're good to go. Go to secretsofthesire.com slash Google to do the same on Google Pods. We thank you for your support and look forward to it continuing via the Rogue Wave podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Rogue Wave Podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on theroguewavepodcast.com, facebook.com slash roguewavepodcast, twitch.tv slash roguewavepodcast, and available on all major podcasting apps immediately after this live stream. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Google, Anchor, you name it. We are out there tonight. MCU Phase 4 delayed, March Movie Madness, DC Films final round, and Marvel Comics postpones new issues. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always joined by my cohort in crime, Mr. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Radio. How you doing, sir? Day 105 of being in this place. <laughs> yeah. I did something I haven't done in a good 20 years. I gave myself a haircut. It's very exciting. I haven't done that. You cut your own hair? I have not done that since. College. I have not cut my hair, hence the hat. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to ask you about that. And, uh, yeah. I didn't realize until we were about to record. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do. I did, I, I did no manscaping, you know, yeah, before walking no. into. Uh, before walking yeah. into the, the the live arena, so um, I think I did, I yeah, think I did so. pretty good. I had a little assist from my wife. Uh, it was funny oh, okay. too. I had a Zoom. Yeah, call. it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look no, bad. No, life is good. Uh, I had a, a Zoom call with uh, some college friends, and I, I was and we were you know sharing all of our coronavirus. I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't cut my hair in twenty years, and my friends like, I think I cut your hair twenty years ago. I'm like, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, you know, we're yeah, there's some some hard hitting stuff, man. You know, without going into any really deep details, yeah. but the coronavirus is a serious thing, and so yeah. like I'm I'm joking a little bit about being in this palace for 105 days, and I'm going a little crazy, but it's right. still everybody. Listen, look. don't don't go outside. You know, I yes. mean, look, I don't I don't mean to make it sound like it's it's radioactive outside, but I mean, if you can avoid it, avoid people right. six feet, stay distant. Um, at, uh, you know, adhere to social distancing, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's standing next to the butter in the supermarket, you can wait three minutes for them <laughs> to leave. Okay. I I, so butter. many times I'm, yeah, so many times I'm like in the supermarket, I'm trying to get something and someone needs something and they just lean over me and I'm like, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not doing that right. You know, no, so, you know what? I, I have a friend who, who has it and he's like, I went to the supermarket three times. It's the only thing I've done. And so, yeah, you can get it, and it's out there. So, uh, stay safe. Of course, stay out of areas that have high volumes of cases. Uh, do that as well, too. Uh, if if, you, if you're lucky enough, if you're lucky enough, if you can. I, look, I mean, that's the thing, right? If you go to, if look, if the Costco in in your part of town just happens to is have it, is more, in the coronavirus or cases right. of corona, don't go to Costco. It's just that simple, you know. May, you know, go to Shoprite. It's okay. You know, you don't. I will you don't say eight hundred plates. I will say to make this terrible, terrible pandemic all about myself, I will say that my eating <laughs> habits have taken a sharp decline. Um, um, I, I, you know, I, and it, I don't think you're alone. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know what? The problem is because of the paranoia and whatever, and it's well, well-earned paranoia. Sure. It's not like I'm being, you know, hyperbolic. Right. right. You don't want to make that trip to the store sometimes. You you know, it's easier you just to, it's almost it like down as much as you can. Yeah, it's almost like making a stealth run to uh mm-hmm. to the corner store. It's like I can get what I need from the corner store. Mm-hmm. A corner store will be able to sustain you a little bit. They've got the dry foods and the you yeah. know, certain other things that you could probably, you know, you can make at least a couple of decent meals out of, but it is not a way. It is not a it is it is not a way to maintain a healthy diet. It really no. isn't. No. So but, uh, yeah. 
you know, it's, it's bad. We, we, we will all have to learn how to navigate coronavirus in our, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suggest uh, you do the best for yourself. You try to eat as healthy as possible and you don't be an asshole. Beep. You know, just, Ding. just, I, I just say stay, stay home it. and just, uh, well, you as know, long re- as you can, restream I mean, you... rogue wave podcast as much as humanly possible. Just yes. do it over and over again. We're here for you. We're here to distract but, you from all this nonsense. And, but uh, even healthy, constant doses of both Godwin and Dolce <laughs> on a regular basis we will are not, not the sustain corner, you we are not the without a meal. Store. No, we are not the <laughs> no, corner convenience store. No, we we're are, not. We are the Costco that I'm telling you to stay away from. We are, we are the better bet. We are definitely <laughs> the better bet. But you, you, know, but you can't eat the podcast. That's the only problem. So you, eventually, you will Very have true. to venture out. Be smart. Just be smart. Please All right. continue with your show. My public service announcement is over. You may continue with your show. It, it's okay. In the spirit of uh, distraction, uh, we start with our Rogue Rage. It's our uh, new title for our news section. It's the news that's got Hoorah. fandom chatting up in arms. It's good. Uh, this, huh. one's, this one's a super awesome story, actually, and it's got a little bit of a personal note also. Uh, Jake Johnson, the voice actor who is the – uh, voice of Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse is actually emailing kids a voice message. And I know this for a fact because I emailed the email address you're supposed to email, which is peter at peterbparkersayshi.com. Uh, it was actually a Gmail account when I emailed it, so uh, it seems to have evolved uh, in the three weeks since I emailed him. And my son got a voice, voice, email, uh, voice message from him. Uh, would, you like to, uh, would, you like to, would you like to listen here? I'd love to hear it. Here we go. Hey, James, it's your friend Peter B. Parker from Spider-Verse. I hear you're home from school because of Corona, and I'm, I'm home in Queens, too. Just want to let you know, James, I'm thinking about you, and keep your chin up. This will all end soon, friend. That's pretty darn cool, right? Yes. Yes. Right? That, was, that was pretty awesome. And that was pretty awesome. You know, if you go, uh, I, he's not actually on Twitter, uh, but if you go on Twitter, he's doing this for so many people and, you know, make a, giving, giving you a little something to smile about uh, in, these, <laughs> in these times. Yeah, so. little things, man. It's all about the little things that these people do that make our lives a little better, that make us a little, little less loopy, a little less, feel a little less isolated. It's yeah, and, cool. and think about it too. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, the level, I mean, 15 seconds. Do that for a hundred people, you know, and that's or sixty yeah, people. That's, and that's it's an it's, that's it's a actually lot of, an amazing amount of work to do. That's a lot, and that's a lot of positivity. Yeah, and we need it. We definitely yeah. need it. Well, as we were trying to talk, kind of talk about off air, uh, you know, I listened to Colin Cowherd, and he is is a voice of reason for me, and I love it because he's basically saying, you know, it's all right to be empathetic to everything that's going on, to the situations that people have, and also kind of talk about the positive and you know how we move past this and move forward so uh, right it's, you know. it's i think philip defranco the, the the if you ever seen the philip defranco show on uh youtube he mm-hmm. does the news he does you know news and uh pop culture stuff like that not quite um not quite on the entertainment angle like we yeah. are but he's he's more the the you know the interactive news mm-hmm. and he actually reports how many people are recovering from ah, yes yes you know unlike the mainstream media unlike you know everything right. else that you see where they just talk about how many cases we have and how many poor souls have died right without giving you any ray of hope about how many people have recovered and there's a good two almost three hundred thousand people who have had it and have gotten past it yeah you know and that is an important number that's it is a, that's and, an and extremely important number. it's very important that we get off social media uh, like for for extended periods of time it really You're is because they their statistics are, you know, people are more negative after the more hours they consume social media because it's endless loop. Look, this goes back to just us talking about things like Comicsgate and, you know, women and and you know, uh, you know, women's rights and and all these other things. The more you're glued into the same message over and over again, yeah. it's, clock, it's clockwork orange. Your eyes yeah, are and the more you start out. to think, the more you start to think that these are important pivotal. Um, you know, uh, angles that people right. are taking, right. and you know, there are there. Nobody cares about any of that stuff in the real world. No, nobody. You know, no. um, the 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 
the Twitterverse and you know YouTube and 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 Facebook to a large extent um, represent a microscopic percentage of mm-hmm. our society when mm-hmm. it comes to. And they found that out when you know during the primaries, you know right. that how many people said they were going to vote versus how many people voted. Right. You know. Right. Um, it is it is a lie. You know yeah. that it's great to interact. I have some friends in other countries. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic to talk to them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's amazing if you're in Facebook and you're in a Facebook group about something ridiculous, you know, like if you, yeah. if you like the Smurfs or something, you're in a, a Smurfs Facebook group and you could talk I, to fellow you, fans. You, uh, I didn't invite you to my Smurfs. I, you know what? I, I just, I keep my eye on all your activity. All That's you're asking thing. for is the, is, is the invite, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, how uh, dare you not yeah, Not me. on the air though. We don't have to say that. We don't have to use that. <laughs> But I mean, it's serious. It's fantastic. But I mean, you 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 can't really get your up to date news yeah. from social media not a, not in a reliable manner. You know? Yeah. There's going to be for every story that they, people. right? Yeah, every story that comes incorrect, there are ten that are trying to to mislead you. Right. Um, and maybe even innocently. Right. You know, because they're just they're just regurgitating. Tra- re- re- oh my God, they're just regurgitating news that they got. Well, that they got, that they right. someone else got, that someone else got, and right. then, but it, you know, it's telephone. Game it's a telephone, bad case right. of telephone. I, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I've been reading about uh, the towers in London have been burning the the cell phone towers because people believe the five G conspiracy. I don't know if you've heard this yet. Yes, the installation of five yes. G is what caused coronavirus to rapidly right. Even though they don't have five G in Afghanistan, and you know, I mean, right. Well, no, no, but they yeah, they're so. saying that. China literally just put up the 5G towers and that's when coronavirus came out. And people like Woody Harrelson and John Cusack, while they're not saying this is, you know, blah, 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 they're, they're, they are kind of retweeting the message a little bit by saying, this is interesting. Oh, what an interesting me, angle. I didn't um, think about this. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You have a, you, you've a, great aspirations we've talked about that uh, on a on, we've, we've now my, about a my, aspirations, my aspirations now include just getting all my comics organized because <laughs> and staying alive stay, staying inside no, no, look stay, oh. I, like, honestly <laughs> no honestly like i'm actually because we we went we went i have more milk and orange juice upstairs <laughs> in my house and bread uh than i'm ever gonna than, than you would ever need. Than right? I would ever like, need on a normal basis. So we are we are locked much. down for the next two weeks because this is supposed to be the apex uh, around mm. New York City. So we're we're purposely. So I'm not. I, I've kind of come down. I, I had my hysterical, my hysteria cloud uh, lifted um, from this past weekend where I was like, oh my god, we gotta. You know, I, I definitely had the moment of, you know, we're all gonna die. We gotta. We gotta uh, to to now like, right. uh, you know, we're not because we're not going anywhere. Right, but don't. don't but, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't over or underplay anything. So just to just to just to slide back into yeah, you have aspirations as a you know you want yeah. great things to happen. You want to be yep. an important fortune person. and glory, fortune and yeah, glory. an important. Knowing what you know now, should that happen? Mm-hmm. Probably will. But should that happen, are you ever gonna freaking tweet anything ever? Because I don't think I am. If I ever become anybody, you're never gonna hear from me. I'm not. Nobody <laughs> needs me to weigh in. <laughs> On anything, I there's no need for me to talk. You want someone? You've you've written something you'd like me to to promote it. It's like, hey man, read Michael Belche's book. I kind of dig it. I read it myself. It's mm-hmm. great. Thank you. Goodbye. That would be the extent of it. But that's it. I yeah. There's some I'm people. Not, there are some people that are literally just big time social media. Like they are good at it. Like really good. Which at is it. fine. Don't try but to I be mean, good at it. I don't. I don't see it ever doing you any good. I don't see any any time I'm gonna hear about someone who tweeted. Right. It's always a bad thing. Right. I've never. I've very rarely seen someone. Oh, did you see the great tweet that Tom Hanks put out? You know, like <laughs> like Rita Wilson put out a great tweet about her with her rapping, doing uh-huh. Wu Tang Clan lyrics and stuff like that while she was recovering. Those yeah. things are great, but man, I just do not see. The, I don't. I don't see the value of it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see the. I don't I see. Think- studios are more that you can make yeah i think studios are kind of realizing this a little more they, they still value following and uh being an influencer it's important that like those that. metrics it's, are important they things. are but uh, but yeah i i i don't disagree with you in any way shape or form all right, <laughs> all right. moving all right. Uh, shifting over to this uh which still in line with the coronavirus uh marvel phase four along with a whole bunch of other movies including top gun maverick uh have new dates have been pushed uh black widow was originally postponed uh, and now it is going to take over the slot that once belonged to Eternals on November 6th. 
Uh, Eternals now ships to February 12th, 21. Uh, that was supposed to be Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi will now move to May 7th. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, which was May 7th, will now be November this 5th. Is all, this is all 2020, though. No, 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 no. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow will be November sixth, twenty twenty. That is the first new what did I just say? Marvel <laughs> film in twenty twenty. Oh, okay. So then everything else is twenty twenty one. Correct. About correct. So Eternals yeah. now goes to February twenty twenty one, which was supposed to be Shang Chi. Shang Chi moves to May twenty twenty one, which is supposed to be Doctor Strange two. Okay, but we weren't getting anything any of those until twenty twenty one anyway. So. We weren't, but everything is now, you know, we were supposed to get Black Widow in May, Eternals in November. Now we're just getting, uh, now we're just getting Black Widow, Eternals is next, next year. Um, basically everything, the only things that are unchanged right now is Black Panther 2 is still set for May 8th, 2022, uh, which will be exciting for us. And Captain Marvel 2, which will be July 8th, 2022. So, and that's it. I mean, there's, you know, the, the uh, Top Gun 2, Christmas. A Quiet Place 2 has also been moved. Uh, Disney moved Indiana Jones back from 2021 to 2022, uh, which means oh, our sport's going to be even older. Like I just, He's going to be 100 years I old. Well, no. I can't if they record, Yeah, but he'll be whatever age he, they are, he is when they film it. I guess It doesn't so. matter when they bring it out. You know, he, won't, I guess so. he, he won't jump in age in the film you know, if they bring it out two years <sighs> after they film it. I know. I know. I just, it's, that's killing me. Uh, some delayed titles that remain undated include uh, the, the New Mutants. <laughs> that, that, can't. that movie's just not That movie out. doesn't exist, though. Nobody does. Well, you know what's funny? They, My prediction they, on that? They haven't, they, they filmed the trailer. Yeah. And they keep trying to get Maisie Williams and these other kids to come in so they can actually film the film. Right. And, they, and the kids, they're like, okay, we've, we're done with this because uh, we don't think it's going to go anywhere. So now they're, they're stuck with the lie. So they have to keep lying that the, the movie is delayed and they keep pretending to push it back. But honestly, they've never filmed it. It's, not, it's not real. My prediction is as soon as we – and again – you can you can be empathetic to what's going on and also talk about restarting the economy and moving forward. As soon as we move forward, I think you're going to see New Mutants come out this year. I actually do. Because they moved Black Widow to November, there is a gap. And they have basically, look, this is a finished film. They have a finished film waiting to go. You're going to, you're going to see New Mutants when they understand when the, you know, what's safe and what's not. Uh, Mulan, they moved to July, so they're anticipating... You know, according to what I'm reading from different doctors and scientists, uh, mid to late May, everything is supposed to go back to normal, which which is kind of in in line of what we were kind of talking about. Um, you know, the over under that we kind of said was May 1st, but now it's maybe mid May. The apex is coming. The rest of the, they think the next two weeks is going to be the apex of cases. So there is a significant gap from Mulan in July to Black Widow in November. I, I think you could slot a September New Mutants in. You could slot it, you know, close close to, you know, kind of late September, mid-September. I, I think we're, we're going to see it. I okay. think we're going to see it. I, at this point, it's just, um, it exists in my universe as a mere curiosity. <laughs> it really is. It really is just like, really? Know, that exists? Know, That's interesting. I know, I you know, know, but I am, not, I am not super excited to see it because they've, they've, they beat it. They browbeat it and battered it around so much that, you know, and then, you know, there's people who said it was terrible. And now people are saying, you know what, it's actually great. Now it's got, it it went so far around the spectrum that people are actually like going to probably call it a great movie when it finally comes out. There's a great meme uh, that Craig Caruso sent to me where it had a picture of a whole bunch of elderly people leaving like a a rest home. And it said Mm -hmm. the cast of new mutants (laughs) for the premiere. (laughs) That's a good one. Okay. I think so too. <laughs> See, that works. We that are works. bringing joy and levity and distraction. When we come back, we're going to do even more. We're going to finish off our fourth annual March Movie Madness DC Films edition. We've got a final four consisting of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and the Dark Knight. We'll face them off against each other to a final two and get a winner when we return. <laughs>
welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. Uh, it's our fourth episode, and we're pretty excited about it. We are up on iTunes and uh, Spreaker and Apple Podcast. Oh, I said iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Google, all these fun places you can get your uh, favorite podcast from. However, if you were a fan of our previous show, Secrets of the Sire, you can go to secretsofthesire.com slash Apple, and it will send you over to our new link. And if you could do, also do slash Google, and that will take you to our new link, depending on how you consume podcasts. Uh, for the Rogue Wave podcast, you got to hit subscribe. We really appreciate it if you do. So again, secretsofthesire.com slash Apple, secretsofthesire.com slash Google. And you can click subscribe, leave a review, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we have the Rogue Wave podcast now on all major podcasting apps. All right. Last week, we had Fabian Nicieza, co-creator of Deadpool and a former Batman writer on to help us wade through the mess of DC films. That's the conclusion we kind of came to. There are just not a lot of really good DC films <laughs> out there. There's, there's, what would you say? The final four, I think, is the above average, right? I think the rest were average to above average. Like maybe you got to another... name the final four. I'm oh, okay. I did, it, the... I did it before break, but I'll do it now. Superman, Wonder Woman, uh-huh. Batman, and The Dark Knight. Uh, I would all designate as above average films. Oh, uh, but... Superman as in The Man of Steel? No, or, Superman. Or, oh, you mean Super- Superman the Superman, Superman the motion picture? From the motion picture from nineteen seventy. Batman, Batman from nineteen eighty nine. Correct. Right. Yep. And Wonder Woman from twenty seventeen. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Dark Knight. And what from was the other one? Eight. Dark Knight. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an above average movie. It's a terrible mm-hmm. Batman movie, though. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but it is our, a good movie. It's a production production wise. It's really wonderful. Previous rounds had things like Shazam and Aquaman and V for Vendetta and Red, which we could consider average to above average. And then there's just a slew of garbage. <laughs> just, just garbage. Uh, but we've got it down to our final four. Okay. Which right. do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Superman the Motion Picture versus Wonder Woman? Or do you want to start with Batman 1989 versus The Dark Knight? And just a reminder to everyone out there, we still have yet to use our upset special, which is, and this is the round to do it. This is it. Uh, we don't have to use it, but I've given the, each of us, Hassan and I, the ability to just yell upset and push the movie they want past the other movie. Okay. Um, Superman versus Wonder Woman. Yeah. I know you are a big Superman nineteen Superman the motion picture fan, so I'm going to assume that's the one you're going to you're going to vote for in this instance. Let me give you a counter to your argument, though, from last week. Right? It, you know, the movie poster saying, you know, you can prove, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, a man can fly. What's the tagline? Uh, you will you believe, will a, believe man can a man fly. can fly. Yes. You will believe that a Wonder Woman movie can not only succeed but that a female superhero can lead a superhero movie to critical and financial success first movie to do it uh with a female lead as the main character ever i think the social relevance of that versus electra yeah that bombed yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it's not the first movie. of No, the, I said the, the first the movie to succeed both critically and financially. <sighs> that has That's, a female. You know, critical, critical and financial um, acumen is, is such a terrible gauge of anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, I'll give, it, I'll give you that. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm using that criteria to say it was the mm-hmm. first time you had a female superhero. Okay. And you're bringing, it, you're bringing this up why. You're, you're, you're suggesting this why. Because you're suggesting that might trump It's uh, opening the doors. Yes. As Superman, the motion picture opened the doors for the superhero movie genre. Wonder Woman has has opened it up further for the female-led superhero genre. Disagree, Superman. (laughs) 
it is w- a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a cultural touchstone. It's a mm-hmm. one. It, it is a, a, also a wonderful film. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it has the virtue of being a great film on top of it, it being uh, mm-hmm. a cultural milestone for the genre. Mm-hmm. But it is th- that does not in my book. And we're just talking about my book. That's, that's people all, out yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. in in uh, social media land. Yes. Um, in my book, that does not outshine the progenitor yeah. of the entire genre in and of itself, mm-hmm. which was, in my opinion, 1970, uh, 1979's, uh, or 1978, excuse me, 1978 Superman. Yeah, I think if you're stacking up cast, I think Gal, uh, Gal Gadot, Gadot, or is it Gadot? I never, yeah. I'll have to learn it when we eventually interview her. Uh, she's phenomenal. But so is Christopher Reeve. You know, it's not, like, it's not like you'd sit there and say he's not. I mean, he's the perfect it, Superman. The argument for either one can be made that yeah. everything, that crazy things were standing against both of those films being made. Yeah. Um, the Superman had a lot of things that uh, going for it that Wonder Woman would never have. It being the first of its genre. It being, uh, you know, it, it having a... a, a a director well, that could have worked. Has, look, that could have worked against it too. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to tell you that. Yeah, uh, a director who has sensibilities um, that are, you know, that are steeped in storytelling as opposed to spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, so and Wonder Woman didn't have those things. Yeah, it, it didn't have didn't have those virtues that have to get over. But on the other hand, Wonder Woman um, had to compete with a very saturated market. Mm-hmm. It had to, you know, it didn't have the virtue of being first. It didn't have the, the virtue of being brand new and, and uh, having a, a, a fresh, um, you know, uh, innocent, I guess, or, yeah. you know, un, unbiased, uh, uh, non-cynical audience to, to, uh, to showcase all of this stuff to. So Wonder Woman, the obstacles that Wonder Woman had to get over, uh, versus the obstacles that Superman, uh, the the motion picture, or Superman the movie had to get over, very different. But if you watch Superman mm-hmm. uh, the movie now, it is literally the the all the tropes in the genre are there. Those yeah. that's where it was created. Yeah, you know? I, I would um, I would argue though, uh, from a directorial standpoint though, I think Patty Jenkins shoots the hell out of that movie. I think I liken that with. Um, with Black Panther, uh, in terms of just visual storytelling, I think I think visually it's, it's a wonderful it's a stunning, movie. Stunning, stunning. It's an movie. unfair comparison for the two of them, but if, oh, if but you know what you can if, you can look at Superman one and look. I'm not I'm not talking about beautifully shot in terms of like the special effects are beautifully shot. I, I mean I think it's just a beautifully shot movie. I think Superman one is also a beautifully shot movie. I think they're on par. Obviously, there's limitations to the CGI that was done. There, there was, was no, no CGI. CGI. <laughs> there was yeah. no CGI. Uh, back yeah. then, but um, but but I would say yeah, I, I would say directorially speaking, that's that's a high bar for all all three films, including Black Panther, which is not part of our tournament because it's Marvel, obviously. But well, you got to look at it this way: if there was no Superman the movie, there would have been no Wonder Woman the movie. So I know I that know. again. That's a tough. Yes, that again trumps it. You know? Well, okay, no, no. If if Superman one was not as critically and financially well, successful that takes, that takes everything into account you know with yeah. my statement you know if it if there was no superman movie which does mean no, 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 if it no, no, wasn't no. a success okay. which does mean if it wasn't a success if it wasn't um, no, you didn't you didn't say that it, you said you said if there wasn't a superman there'd be no one no it, there had to be a superman and it had to be good and it was it goes without saying because we're not talking about the various other movies mm-hmm. that came out and weren't a success so we're obviously talking about Superman because it was a success. It being a success is a foregone conclusion in the analysis. So there was no need for that. We're on social media. Unless you gotta, you're slow. You gotta dumb it down. You gotta dumb it down. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, no. you gotta, you gotta be more no. clear. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. We respect Understood. our audience. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. I kind of lean Wonder Woman a little bit. What a surprise! I gotta, I, I, I do actually. I just, I, I don't know. That's it's, 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 it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, I, I kind of lean Wonder Woman a little bit. Uh, you are, you are very much strong in your convictions. I'm gonna yell upset card. 
Wonder Woman advancing. Boom. I did it. There you go. Take that, Fabian, sitting at home listening to our podcast. I use my upset card. Can't use it the rest of the time now. See? That's it. It's done. We're going to push Wonder Woman to the forefront. Batman 1989 versus Dark Knight. I think the majority of fandom would, would say Dark Knight, correct? Who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just pissed because your movie's out. <laughs> I'm not pissed. I'm, I'm honestly not pissed. I just, who cares what the majority of fandom? Oh, okay. You, know, right. you know for a fact which one I'm going to choose. So just do well, your little, my upset. I can't do use my your little minstrel song and dance. And, uh, you know. This one's a great, look. This is a great matchup too, though, right? Because we had Dark Knight versus the Joker with Heath, uh, Heath Ledger's versus Joaquin Phoenix. Now you have um, Jack Nicholson's Joker taking on Heath Ledger's Joker as well. I think Fabian outlined the issues with uh, Batman, although he does liken it to a Tim Burton bias versus a, you know, an, an actual bias against the movie. Uh, in terms of the action scenes and things like that. Um, but I actually, I really, I don't know, Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight really did elevate it to a, to a, to a status that um, it's tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to, to, to beat, to be honest with you. I think I agree with you in terms of a Batman movie, not great, but in terms of a movie, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's where you, how do you judge it, right? How are you, how would you judge it? If you, if you just say, if, forget Batman, which movie is better in your mind? Batman. Overall, just a better movie. Mm-hmm. No matter what, better, even though. Better story. Okay. And how so? There's too many anomalous things in the dark Knight that don't mm-hmm. make any sense. Um, too many things for chance, you know, aspects that they just threw in. For instance, like, uh, this guy's a billionaire and he is the, a super secret, he was a super, member of a super secret ninja organization um, that allows him to um, use a theatrical stealth to be able to take his vigilanteism to the masses. And uh, to top things off, on top of him being a billionaire, he's also the, the head uh, the 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 lion share board member of Wayne Industries, mm-hmm. which is stockpiled with uh, experimental weapons that he can use, he himself can use in his crusade, and okay. he's got Lucius, who is the you know who has become the head of the entire organization, so that he could supply him with these. Uh, oh, uh, and also has the virtue of being the designer of all these uh, these gadgets, and yet. One of these yahoos left a blueprint for some employee to find and figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and then blackmail him. In spite of him being a super secret ninja and in spite mm. of, you know, and, and there are a number of those things in that film that are like, wait, what? You know, like none of this would happen. None of, none of these, the, the things in this sequence would be happening right now, as thrilling as they are, if, mm-hmm. they, if there was any kind of common sense going on in the story it was it's literally driven by stupidity and yeah. i'm not talking about the, the script being stupid right. i'm talking about the reliance on the stupidity of the of the characters in the story mm-hmm. in order to to bring about the the next act and the next act and the next act so um no i would say that tim burton's batman is a better movie okay story-wise i think we i think we touched upon this last week too when it was joker versus the dark knight also it's the strength of the performance of of Heath Ledger as the antagonist to Batman that elevates this film uh the details when I when I you know when they do like the Rorschach test you know and they show you an ink blot and it's like what comes to mind when you tell me like Dark Knight like immediately I just think of like him dressed as a nurse blowing up the hospital uh you know him mm-hmm. in the straitjacket uh being interrogated him in the scene you know where you know, Bruce Wayne has to duck out and become Batman and fight him. You know, everything is tied to Heath Ledger, almost to the point where you forget that Two-Face was even in the movie and uh, was, you know, it, it's, it's too bad because, what's his name, Eckler, uh, is it Aaron Eckler, I think his name is? Eckhart. 
Aaron Eckhart Art. does such an amazing job, you know, as Two Face. But you don't almost forget he's in the movie, right? Like it's it's it really is just this this tour de force performance that everyone thinks about, and that's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to that movie except that that's I couldn't even tell a, you. That's what kind of makes it a mediocre film. It's right. Re- if if we didn't get that 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 performance from Heath Ledger. And it's arguable, unfortunately, because of the morbidity of our society, that his his performance is elevated by the fact that that was one of his last performances. You right. know, so it is now deified as one of the greatest performances ever. Now, and and we knew he had died before mm-hmm. we even saw the film. So right. it's not like we have an unbiased um, appreciation of his work, and then he suddenly tragically died. Right. And so we elevated it. It was already elevated before we even we even saw one frame of yeah. film, you know? Yeah. So, um, and, and look, he, I, that's not to diminish him. Right. I think he did an absolutely magnificent job. He's my favorite Joker by far in, in what is my least favorite Batman film by far. So, um, yes, but it doesn't save the movie for me. Mm. I'm still going to go dark Knight, just so you have to yell. Upset. There you go. Yeah, All I was right. going to do it anyway, but I just, you know. I was you probably work. will not agree with our choices, or maybe you will, but we are doing Wonder Woman taking on Batman 1989 in the final round. Final round. Now I'm excited. I'm excited here too because I think there's two. I think, we could, I think we could, it's safe to say, though, regardless of the outcome here, uh, the final four was, was top-notch films. I mean, we kind of said that at the beginning of this. Uh, All three so of them. No, I, I look. I think he. I think, I think you're understanding how. Here's here's what you said. That performance. Yeah, I think we. I think we could say that the four of them are top. No, we cannot say that. So, no. Batman versus Wonder Woman, DC films, March Madness bracket. What's, are you what's, asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on this? I still say Batman. I'll lean that way also, not to give away the suspense or anything like that. Only because now getting back into it, you know, Batman in terms of, um, I mean, you had, you, it's, it's really funny, right? You had two points in superhero movie history where the genre itself was in danger, like just legit danger for all the, equity that superman the motion picture built up and superman 2 reinforced you then had superman 3 and you had superman 4 quest of peace and all of a sudden it was like well can this they always they always this, bring it down can this really survive you know and x-men for, kind of for say, every dark night you get a dark night rises you know there's, well look dark night rises no i would down. even i would even call that i would say you have for every batman 1989 you have uh, and I won't say Batman Forever because I enjoyed it, but you have Batman and Robin, which completely sink the genre altogether. It's, it's in the same category. It's for every oh, for every one of those, yeah, for every yeah. for every X Men First Class, you get an X Men United Apocalypse, you know, or, yeah, or, whatever the heck it was. Or, no, Apocalypse X2, or... X2 was good, dude. You hate no, X Two, no, but it, look, you can't say it. You can't say it. It it threatened the genre. X2 United is not X2 X-Men. I didn't United. say that. I, what is you, I'm what saying did I what's say? I said, but I said there's, they always bring it down. They mm. always, whatever pinnacles, whatever heights, the, uh, you know, the, the debut episode or debut product yeah. achieves they, the, the next few, there's always diminishing returns. Yeah. I, I can't sit there and say unless that, you're star Wars where they all make a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. I, I, I can't sit there and say, unless you're solo, I can't sit there and say that Wonder Woman as a character holds any less weight or gravitas in terms of the social masses that Batman does. Um, I don't know if you could say they're equal. I don't know. I, I, I think there are just as many Batman fans. And look, this is just conjecture on my part. I have no statistics to back this up. I think that you have just as many Batman fans, if not more, than Wonder Woman fans up until about a few years ago, I think Wonder Woman, because of this movie, it, it elevated the character to a point where she's now in the conversation again, even though she was always part of the big three. Seeing Batman on screen for the first time, though, in 1989, I think, you know, just deeply affected people 
didn't matter what gender you were. Uh, I think Wonder Woman deeply affected the female uh, gender, and that's a a huge accomplishment. The female gender. <laughs> um, okay. Is that not right? <laughs> yeah. Is, is, did I say something incorrect? It affected the female gender. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It affected. It 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 was a. Well, it was a win for that, I, I guess. In that, in that sense, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, you know, I'm trying to you, applaud it. I'm trying to applaud it. For I'm not it even did. being cynical. I don't have, I don't have the, um, the elevation to mm-hmm. see things from that level, right? Yeah, I can acknowledge it must have, right, because of how uh, deprived the genre has been yeah. of something to that magnitude. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but, but as an, as a man, I am not qualified to be quite honest. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not qualified to determine as to whether or not it was revolutionary for, for women, you know, that'd be me speaking for them in, in assumption. And I can't do that. So I can't really look at it like that. I could look at it as it, it probably was, um, some kind of well, hallmark. I it based on all the articles and the press. And, yeah, but and I mean, people, you know, and, and you know, Twitter. It depends. I mean, you can, I mean all those look, articles written make by a women. Qualified, you can make a qualified, you know. But why? Opinion. I'm speaking for. I'm speaking out of turn. I'm speaking oh, okay. out of character. You know, mm. I'm speaking out of out of out of not I out think, of knowledge. I think non of non hat Hassan would have made the uh, you know would have made the leap. I'm speaking not out of knowledge or understanding for myself or, uh-huh. or my own analysis. I'm speaking mm-hmm. as, as you know, in, in the, in the form of assumption and I'm not going to yeah. make an assumption, you okay. know, I think it did do some really great things for the genre, mm-hmm. but I can't analyze it to that extent. Yeah. I can't say, okay, well, this is obviously, you know, you know what the funny thing is all of this talk is just kind of talking around the fact that the third act of Wonder Woman just isn't very good, right? It's not even talking around it. No, I, I just am. think I'm, I'm yeah, trying to bolster it up to a point where just the third act does not fall apart, but it still does no matter what. I don't think the third act falls apart. She's got to fight a god. She fights a god. Yeah, I know, but it just was, it just didn't. Ugh. You know, whereas I thought Superman I thought Batman flew around the sun. You know, for, excuse me, Superman flew around the earth. But all the third, all the last acts are not great. I thought, but I think Batman 1989, the last act, is actually really great. That is it. Yeah, but that's, a, that's the exception, not the rule. But that's my point. We're putting them against each other. I think I got to agree. Yeah, that, I th- I think that's not, that, that wasn't my point of comparison. No, I'm sure. If that's no, you, that's fine. It's, it's a way to bring it all together. All right. We have our winner. Tim Burton, 1989 Batman. Let us know what you think. Uh, comment in the comment feeds. Uh, we check that feed all the time, so even... If you miss it live, you can check it throughout the week. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you can shout at your headphones uh, and or your computer, uh, and we will not answer back. But you can go to the Facebook page and, uh, and give us your take as well, too. When we come back, we go spinning the racks. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. Uh, despite the fact that it is in peril, thanks to the coronavirus, uh, this segment is devoted to what we love, which is the comic books that will make the TV shows and movies that you will consume down the line. And yes, we will get back to all three, I'm sure. Comic books that write the songs that make the young girls cry. That's right. That's <laughs> I right. I write the songs. I write the songs. Oh, I'm going to record that and make that the <laughs> intro. Uh, we call this segment Spinning the Marvel Comics pauses work on a third of its comic output. A friend of the show, Chris Aaron from Newsarama reporting, uh, the industry's largest publisher is cutting back in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Marvel Entertainment is immediately pausing work on and the release of approximately one-third of its May and June comic book issues, a spokesman confirmed. Uh, Marvel's representative said 15 to 20% of the solicited titles would be affected, at some, as some of them are twice monthly in May and June. Uh, the decision to pause work 
is to help spread the amount of publishing product over the coming weeks and months. Asked when the publisher intends to resume publishing, uh, the spokesperson said, spokesperson said, as soon as more information is available, we'll outline our longer term plans. Um, comic industry is taking a huge hit, obviously, as a, long, a lot of businesses uh, have. It's pretty uh, bad that, out there. It yeah, is pretty bad. It, 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 it basically comes down to, you know, which comic book store. Uh, a, there's federal grants and federal loans for small businesses, so hopefully they can take advantage of that, which would be great. Um, it's forgivable loans, so if you need more information about that, that's um, it's very, you know, necessary uh, to go out there and, and look on the sba.gov website and things like that. So if you're if you are a retailer, uh, apply. Um, there's hardship loans and things like that that are forgivable, so take advantage. Just can they keep afloat over the next month? Um, I think Marvel actually halting the publishing is a good thing. Uh, they do. They did say in another article I read that they are paying their talent as well too. I mean, that was one of the questions. You know, can they afford to pay the talent if the books are not actually going to come out? Uh, I think they got the. I think they got the coffers. I don't think they can. I, I don't think they could do this for a sustained amount of time. But I think yeah. for right now they've got it. Yeah, I just. I. I. I really do. I worry about. I actually don't worry about the big two. I really don't. I do worry about retailers. Uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes. You know, is this the component for change that, uh, you know, where it shifts from being a physical uh, to a digital medium? Uh, William Pace on my Facebook feed said I'm totally wrong, uh, that people will always want physical comics. Uh, they may, but that doesn't mean the retail store is going to be around <laughs> to give them what they want, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like, I, you know, I'm a little dubious about anybody who says that people are always going to do anything, you know, cause mm, it's not right. You know? Um, well, well, that's the thing we were talking about social media. People, people gave up. I mean, there are still people who use vinyl records, but there's, but for the most part, we gave up that medium for, yeah. for, you know, a better medium. Yeah. We, nobody uses eight track tapes anymore. You know, nobody uses spooled film. I mean, right. you know, we do, you know, there, there are these, uh, these things, even though they are beloved, they do slip into obsolescence, you know? Yeah. So it, it is, you can't say always, you know, it would be sad. I agree. It's kind of sad, but I mean, we're running out, we're stopped. We're, we haven't been using paper for a long time as I a know. society, you know, know. It's, a, it's a virtually a paperless society. So I, that, I, I, I mean, look at, look at Kickstarters, right? So uh, friends of the show comics tribe just launched a Kickstarter. They did, Excellent, by the way. Doubled their, their funding goal, which is fantastic. Um, Ooh, 500 backers. So they only have to print up 500 copies of the actual book. And that doesn't even, you know, out of those 500 backers, I have no idea how many are just digital. You know, maybe they have 100 that are digital. So maybe a quarter of those don't even want the print copy. They just want to read the story and move on. Uh, the yeah. next generation of comic book fans. You know, are they reading Comixology and, you know, are they, you know, Marvel Unlimited, look, I, I got to be honest, and, and I still love my comic book stores that I go to uh, and like to support Comics Warehouse and Funny Business. I like to support them as much as I can. I can read any Marvel comic that's ever existed for 60 bucks a year. Like, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not the new titles. Not the new if titles. You, and it also, if you have an, if, if you're lucky enough, if you have an iPad or a, or a Surface Pro or something, you right. know, a, a tablet... It's virtually like reading a comic book. Well, it's, it's like sometimes, having it's sometimes better. It's it's actually well. That's what I'm better. talking about because you have you have unlimited potential. Yeah, the colors. You know? It's vibrant. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and you're not gonna you're not gonna dog air the the pages. You're not gonna you know it's not gonna yeah. you're not worrying about the 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 increase or decrease of value. I yeah. mean, you do lose some things with it. Yeah, you definitely do lose some things with it. Mm -hmm. But if you're not in it. Uh, for the glory, like, you know, and most normal people yeah. are not in it for the glory of it. They're just in it for the content. Yeah. They're in it for the consumption of, of, uh, of, of digestible. And, and there is something just nicer. So I, I was joking, but not really. I, I literally have been uh, organizing my office and my comic book collection and my bookshelf uh, because, you know, what else can we do besides watching kids? Uh, which is also what I'm doing. If you have kids, if, if you, you have don't kids. have kids and you're watching kids, that's really strange. <laughs> Stop it. Stop doing it. Stop well, it. After this, People this, are noticing. After this past week's Westworld, you'll think twice about doing that too. Anyway, um, if, but, but, you know, I'm organizing through and I found single issues of stuff that I, that I cherish single issues of comics that I'm like, well, I need to, I need to make sure I hold on to this. And then I have trades of it and I'm like, oh, trades just so much nicer. I have everything in this one 
you know, collection. So even from someone who's been a longtime fan of comics, even I'm sitting there going like single issues, man. I don't know if they even make sense anymore. Put out a number one, put out a graphic novel. Um, maybe, I mean, look, if you want to print on demand, I mean, you can have these single issues, but you know, I have my inventory of the mainstream that I sell at conventions and I sell on my website. I got a crap ton of number fives, number fives. What am I going to do with number five? Like <laughs> I have an issue one, two, three, and four. I have relatively the same amount of copies. So I'm selling those as collector packs. And then I've got twice as many number fives as I got everything else. No one's buying a number five. No, not separately. No, nobody. No one's like, Oh, look what I've always wanted. This a week, bunch if, you of number to, fives. if you go to cyberstudiosinc.com, <laughs> we have a special on number five. <laughs> Free with every purchase. No, uh, <laughs> I should do that. That's one way to get rid of them. <laughs> and then you still have a stock file. You, I can't even give these away. Look, I wish I could give you guys, I wish I could give everyone out there more deeper insight into this, except for the age-old debate of whether or not we're going to be around or not. Uh, you guys can chime in on the Facebook feed. We always appreciate that. Uh, but... I don't know. I, I think I think my opinion, sad as it says, I, I do agree with you, Hassan. You know, the fact that we've always loved something does not does not automatically assume it's going to be there uh, when all is said. And, and that's a, that's a, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not I'm not using that as a as a foil for that sentiment. You know, hopefully it will. I love comic books. You know, so hopefully, sure, it'll be around a long time. I'm just saying the the notion that people are never going to give this up yeah. is false that yeah. is not true yeah. people give up quite a lot you know society does change yep um so don't you don't rely on that as a as a as a relatable metric you know that yeah. is not provable data yep no i'm with you all right i hope you enjoyed the show uh we will be available again on all major podcasting apps as soon as uh this ends so go check us out there uh go to uh apple podcast search rogue wave podcast we're there uh please click subscribe google podcast same thing google play we're on both of those uh platforms as well too as in spotify you know iheart all those fun things uh next week we're gonna do a little retro review of bloodshot that's right did Corona cause it to tank or was it, was it just not very good? We'll see you guys next week.